0: Today's episode of The Thriller Zone with David Temple is sponsored by The Story Factory and the visionary genre-bending debut novel Grand Theft AI by James Cox. The Matrix meets Blade Runner. Grand Theft AI is available now for pre-order from your favorite bookseller. Hello and welcome to The Thriller Zone. I'm your host, David Temple. So glad you have joined us. Today's guest is David Darling. He has written a book called Edge of Time. Now, I got up this morning with some thoughts rolling around in my head. And I thought, I'm going to do something a little bit different for this bonus episode Friday. So I'm recording this with David on Thursday the 20th. It will drop on Friday the 21st. This booth behind me, if you're a fan of the show, knows that's my voiceover booth. So this morning, I just got up, walked in there, and kind of gave some thoughts off the top of my head. So if you will spare an extra nine and a half minutes... Here's what I have to say. I want to share something kind of personal with you. And I think I'm going to start doing this more often than not on my shows. I love the fact that the Thriller Zone interviews the best writers in the world. You've got a front row seat to the best thriller, mystery, suspense writers in the world. If it's, you know, scripts, books, TV, film, you got it. I also want to get a little more personal from time to time and just share some thoughts about my journey as we go through this writing community. This morning, after I prepared for David's appearance, I sat down and (laughs) was knuckle-deep in Don Winslow's book, City of Dreams. And yeah, if you followed me on social media, you know I'm a big Don Winslow fan. Fortunately, we've been able to develop a friendship on the outside. But that started with just a deep admiration of a man and his talent. And Don is an amazing talent. I have followed authors through the years. I can remember back some of my absolute favorites. I mean, sure, you got the Raymond Chandlers in that era. And then later, it was Michael Crichton with his vast knowledge and curiosity Elmore Leonard was always one of my favorites because of his brevity and succinctness. And those are the first that come into my mind. I mean, Lawrence Block with that Bernie Rodenbar series. Um, And there's so, so many more. But something about Don's book, and I don't even recall the very first one. Could have been Gentleman's Hour, Dawn Patrol, The Force, the Cartel series. Um his book of uh, short stories. City on Fire came along and I went, wow, he's kind of congealed his whole style into this magnificent book. Then I opened City of Dreams and I thought, just when you didn't think it could get any better, it does. And folks, I don't get anything for talking about this. Of course, there's no kickbacks. There's no favors done. It's just deep admiration like I have for all my writer friends. I mean, whether you're a brand new beginning writer, maybe you're a self-pub guy or gal, or you've got 20 New York Times best-selling books under your belt. Doesn't matter to me. I love a great story. And even more, I love the art of conversation. Man, there's nothing... Nothing that gets me more jazz than somebody who shows up on this Thriller Zone podcast and just wants to play in my sandbox. Sure we're here to talk about your book. Absolutely. I want to do everything in my power to help you as an artist thrive and to get that book out to the world. I'm lucky. I get to do exactly what I want to do. I don't have to do this. I love doing this. It's it's my roots in radio back when I was 16 years old. Training to be on the radio—that's that's when the love started, and it's never left. Podcasting is my my true passion. Writing is too, but nothing quite like a podcast. Anyway, back to Don. This book is magnificent. It hits on all eight cylinders, or if you're a ten-cylinder guy, it's knocking on ten. It's just supreme. But here's the thing I want to get at. This morning, over breakfast. Early, while the sun was still coming up and I'm reading it and I'm admiring it and I'm loving it. I stop and for a brief second, this is what I think. Man, I got no business writing. (laughs) Right? I mean, you could call that insecurity, false bravado. I don't know. I mean, I love to write. I've, you know, I got what, nine, eight, nine books under my belt. They're all self-pubbed. They're okay. They're nothing to write home about. The fact that I took my very first one and turned it into a film, that's pretty cool. Pretty freaking cool. Especially when you think about how long it took and how much money, but that's not the point. I started writing because I just love telling stories. And I sat down one day and said, I think I can do this, and I did it. And then I thought, I can do it again, and I did it again. And I kept doing it, and I will continue to do it. And I will hone that craft to the best of my ability. I promise you that. I'll go to conferences, take classes, study books, but mostly I'll sit down and practice. I'll write a little bit every day. I don't care if it's a friggin' sentence. If I get out one sentence a day, I'm happy. Sure, I like to hit 1,500 to 2,000 words a day. Who doesn't? Sometimes it's a couple of paragraphs. There are, there have been days on a Saturday morning with coffee brewing that I had an idea, and in the early morning morning, sunlight would sit down and bang out a paragraph maybe even a page look at it date it put it in a folder and sit on it for another time and invariably if it was any good i'd come back to it and develop it into a further story (laughs) that's how the poser started i had the idea for the very first sentence which never changed very first paragraph very little change spun off into a two-book series. Anyway, so when I'm reading City of Dreams, I'm thinking, this guy, Don is just so, so brilliant. Now, if I said this to his face, you'd go, yeah, Dave, well, I've been at it a long time. Or, you know, I, I was an overnight success, only took me 25, 30 years. Yeah, I get it. But man, I admire talent. And and in those wee hours of the morning, I thought, geez, should I even try to compete? Now, granted, I'm no Don Winslow. I'll never be a Don Winslow. I don't want to be Don Winslow. I want to be David Temple or whatever pen name I come up with. So, all of this is to say, as I bear my soul on the microphone, just be you. Just do yourself. Do the thing that ticks inside. I've, I just believe that everybody has a voice And if that voice is to be heard, you will develop it and hone it and practice it and polish it. And someday, somewhere, somebody is going to read it and go, whoa, who's this? He's a storyteller. I've made friends with a guy named Anthony, and our friendship across the miles has developed pretty magnificently. And the guy is a hell of a writer, hasn't even broke out yet. Has it even broken out, I guess, is the proper English. But the guy is right there on the crispy crust, on on the edge, on the precipice of becoming one of the greats. And I told him that recently. I'm sure he shrugged it off, but I think deep down inside he knows I mean it. All of this, once again, is to say, if you have something to say and you have the passion to say it, and you have the tenacity to chase it, and you have the discipline to hone it, you need to sit your fat little or skinny or beautiful or ugly, whatever your ass is, sit the ass in the chair, put your fingertips on the keyboard, and run with reckless abandon toward the story you want to tell. There you have it. All right, uh, enough of me rambling. Uh, I just wanted to get that off my head. I stepped in here in the booth and I thought, I'm just going to bang it out and see, maybe it resonates with you, maybe it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I just wanted to share it with you. I don't share enough about what goes inside my head, probably enough that I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it right now. So this could be a little preamble before David Darling or it could just be its own standalone micro episode. Because really at the end of the day, One thing I love doing is talking and talking with people. The art of the conversation, as I mentioned moments ago, that is one more beautiful thing and boy, in this world of streaming services, where we're watching one show after the other, whether it's any good or not because it's basically taking up time or we're there on a bus or in a cab or on a Uh, in a car, we're on vacation and we're scrolling past the screen, scrolling, 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 looking at other lives, wishing we had those dreams living in our lives. If we would just stop and just slow the hell down and say, you know what, I only got so much time on this little 10 planet, I best get going. And yeah, this burns burns, um, a hole in my head from time to time because I think, I've got another nonfiction book in me that I'm going to jump on at the minute I finish this current one, which I cannot wait to share with you. It has nothing to do with the thriller world, so maybe you won't be interested, but uh, the other one is right up everybody's alley and it basically has to do with time and how little time we have left and how much we should cherish every stinking minute of it. I've now lost two parents, many distant relatives, my favorite dog in the whole wide world and I realized that we're all just hanging by a thread a teeny tiny little single thread and the difference is how we use it and we got to enjoy it I mean come on if you're walking and seeing the blue sky and smelling that fresh air and on your own two legs and and enjoying your life you are blessed indeed alright I feel like I'm Reverend Temple here and my dad already filled those shoes a long time ago rest his soul so i'm gonna leave that to him folks you make it a great day and at the end of this thing we're either gonna roll into david darling or we're gonna roll into david temple's own little micro episode here on the thriller zone and maybe you'll feel like you picked up a little something from me and if you have any thoughts about it i'd love to hear from you you know my website's thethrillerzone.com you know the Email is thethrillerzone at gmail.com. Doesn't get much easier than that. You know where to find me? Twitter at Thriller Zone, <laughs> at The Thriller Zone, and on Instagram at The Thriller Zone. So it's hard not to find me. If you want to say something, shout out. If not, that's all good too. But I do appreciate you listening. I do appreciate you being there. I do appreciate you just caring. If you're a writer, get out there and write. If you're a reader, get out there and read. If you're a dreamer, bust loose on some dreams and enjoy the ride. Bam. That may or not may or may not be included. You know, sometimes I reserve the right to uh, <laughs> do whatever the hell I want cuz it's my show.
1: I I know that. I'm very good with that. That's fine, Dave.
0: And welcome to the Thriller Zone, David Darling.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me, David.
0: You can call me sweetheart if I'm going to say <laughs> David Darling, you got to say David sweetheart and then we'll just well, be it's the love fest,
1: right? Obviously, yes.
0: Yeah. Do you
1: prefer Dave or David? I, I like never David myself. Yeah. Okay.
0: When I refer to myself, I always use Dave. I don't know why. I guess it's who the hell knows why. See this book here, ladies and gentlemen, Edge of Time. We're going to be talking about it. Also, uh, David, I don't do this often, and you, if you don't want this, you just tell me to go bite myself. But right. I got a couple of tidbits a little insights i would be happy to share with you if you would like them after the after the show that has to do with the basically formatting things
1: yes i am up for literally everything um however that is a rough copy and uh uh, things have been revised five times since that edition in your hand (laughs)
0: ladies and gentlemen Uh, double d is legit
1: yeah putting the effort in now so uh it'll it'll pay off later
0: yeah well we've got a lot to talk about i want to say this out of the gate i went back and checked my twitter factory my little bluebird chat box whatever bullshit that means um it was 11 it was november 16th of 2021 when we were first really kind of talking on the twit uh the book book was great choices and you sent it to me and it's here in the room somewhere (laughs) amidst my two thousand books, but um sorry, we never got to that, but we are getting ready to get to edge of time shortly, so dude, we've been talking for all, two years that's
1: that's kind of crazy, actually, yeah, on yeah. multiple multiple platforms from YouTube and uh Facebook and Twitter and now
0: podcast, yeah, so, that's great, and not to blow smoke up your skirt I don't think you're wearing one, but uh I want to say that. You are one of the most, I guess the best word is to say, loyal fans. I mean, you you take loyalty to a new level. You're always encouraging. You're always retweeting. You're always building up the community. And I'm telling you something, and I'm, this is coming from my heart. I think that's one of the single reasons you're going to launch because you see the big picture. You're not just out there banging the words. You're really invested in the community. I appreciate that.
1: Well, first not not a problem. And uh you're right about one thing. It is a community and uh writers um uh, talking about reviews, podcasts, even book releases, everything and everybody comes together um for that event and I, I, that's part of the community that I I've really enjoyed um as well as as an author, uh, I, as you can tell I love to read as well. Sure. But uh I, I enjoy your shows and your interviews with writers because you don't ask them just normal questions. You ask them stuff about writing as well. So as an author, man, I, I've taken some notes, you know, when uh, you're talking to the big guys and uh, how, how do they do things? Uh, are yeah. they pantsers? are they plotters? Uh, yeah. wh- what goes on? And, uh, and, it, and it's, it's such a relief as the new guy on the block to hear that people who are on book 30 of a series or have been doing this for 20 years have the exact same problems I have and, and are going through it and, the, and they deal with it too. So, uh, as a, as a writer, uh, boy, I can't thank you enough for those kind of questions. So it's really appreciated.
0: Awesome. Um, <clears throat> I think you, I'm wondering if you're referencing, I was just talking to my wife, Tammy, you've met, you've met Tammy or seen Tammy on the show. I've before.
1: talked. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We go way back.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, we were talk, I think it was Bob Degoni, and I asked Bob, I want to see if this rings a bell for you. I said, Bob, do you do you still get nervous? Do you wonder if you still got the juice? And he said, Yeah. And I'm like, but what? Every, he goes, yeah. every book he said, yeah. Right. I said, dude, you've you've written what thirty twenty five, thirty books. And he goes, Yeah, every single time. I, I just I you know, I just wonder. And I'm like, and that's what you're referring to. I think that's so cool because we think, you know, somehow somewhere we put people on pedestals that Truth be told, they don't need to be there. Um, now you're talking to a guy who has been in and around show business, and I use show business in a broad term since I was about fifteen. So I learned early on we're all putting on our pants and wiping our cracks the exact same way. So don't get too terribly you know caught up in it all because the same way you rise is the same way you fall. So. Um, yeah, I just want to say that. Now, <clears throat> eh, folks, in case you're here in the boat, that is Canada. David Hill's from uh, Canada. What part of Canada, by the way?
1: Uh, I live east of Toronto in Ontario. Okay. So not too far from Buffalo.
0: Dude, one of my favorite cities in the world is Toronto come
1: on down. Next time you're back, bring the wife I'll, I'll take my wife. We'll go out for dinner. We'll go to the CN tower. We'll do all the corny tourist stuff that you could do. go to the casino at Niagara Falls. We'll we could do all that. Yeah.
0: Stuff. There's something about Toronto. Now I don't like the winters. I'll, I'll be, be honest with you there yeah. who does, but I did some business back a few years ago with some clients up there and I was there uh, many times anywhere between Toronto and Vancouver. Another right. fantastic city, but is. Toronto is neat. Toronto reminds me of, and I don't mean this in any offense to anyone in New York city, cause I lived in, I did two tours of duty in New York and I loved them, but it's like a clean New York.
1: When they're filming here for, um, big productions and they're filming up and down the streets, uh, and it's supposed to be a location in the States. They actually bring in garbage to litter the streets, to make it look more like New York. Obviously they clean it up after, yeah. uh, yeah, they just did that in, uh, Matthew, Matthew Quirk's, uh, no, novel that just went. Station. Uh,
0: na-
1: no, the night, night angel.
0: Night, night agent.
1: Night, night agent. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, we, uh, they did that on, on that set. Uh, yeah, I got it somewhere in here too. Um, they did that on that scene. And the only reason we knew it was filmed in Toronto was we saw uh, Canada post, uh, our local uh, mail delivery trucks drive by on the street and we were a few of us caught that and we were yeah. laughing so
0: hey i'll give you a little inside secret on how hollywood works those are that's just paper and stuff balled up it's not actual trash in the bags just want you to know in case <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right uh listen so we're gonna get to edge of time but i I went looking at your website, which uh, we're going to cover a little bit later, which is daviddarlingbooks.com. And I did not see a whole lot of about page. And I'm kind of a fanatic, as you know, about research. So I like to know know about my people, my boat, my guests. So um, enlighten me and my listening friends here on the Thriller Zone podcast as to what you do in your real or other life, we'll say. We'll start there.
1: Oh, thanks, Dave, David. Um, Some, some, some may know and some may not. Uh, I was in the army reserves for uh, 17 years. And during that time I was full-time for over half of it. And I would teach literally everything from basic training to how to drive tanks. I've polished your boots to firing firing the main gun of a tank. So as well as, a, a being a crew commander, I've done, I've taught leadership courses. So that part of it, I really enjoyed. Um, and when I wasn't doing that, I've, uh, been a letter carrier with Canada post. So I've, I've been the mailman. So, but when winters get pretty cold, I would go teach with the army and, uh, and I did that for quite a long time. So, uh, yeah. I left the, the military in uh, 2009. Uh, after 17 years and uh, it was enough, I, I'd been there, done it. And, uh, yeah. it was no longer, uh, enjoyable. So, okay. uh, but, uh, but I did, uh, I did tanks, uh, art- an armored unit for the majority of it. And then I, when I moved to Ottawa in Ontario, I, uh, I was in an artillery unit, 30th field regiment. So we we're doing the howitzers, the 105 howitzers, and I was still teaching and having a great time. But when it came time to move back to the Toronto area with my wife and her job, and uh, I, I said, eh, Time to hang up the boots. And that was, I was good with that. So, yeah. um, great times, great memories, and some sort of hazy memories. Oh, sure. So,
0: well, first of all, thank you for serving.
1: Oh, well, well, thank you.
0: And also, thank you for uh, sharing that with me because I never knew this. Uh, I, you know, I didn't scour too deep. You should, you should go ahead and put that on your website. Let people know. That's that's a proud accomplishment. And uh, being a postal carrier, that's no, that's no easy layup. My brother used to do it, and he used to talk about it. it's. It can be brutal work. I mean, it ain't for the faint of heart.
1: Well, uh, the depiction of a. Cliff Claven on, uh, cheers or, uh, Newman on Seinfeld. Uh, first, it's not true. Uh, we, you know, we do deliver in the rain and snow, right? Uh, it's a little colder up here in uh, Ontario sometimes. So, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's hard on the body. You know, you're carrying 40, 60 pounds of mail up driveways, upstairs, downstairs, stuff like that. So yeah. uh, now that I've been there with Canada post for, uh, going on 26 years, I've, uh. uh accumulated enough seniority to get a better route where I'm in a truck and I can drive to like apartment buildings and do mail rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. So.
0: You got to love the scenarios where the uh, m- primary post is a great big multiple unit box in a, a, co- a complex. that so you don't have to go to every single door. Yeah.
1: Correct. Yeah. We call them uh, community mailboxes up here. So oh. I do deliver to quite a few of those.
0: Good on you. Well, I want to know, when, when did that time come in your life? Was it as a child? Was it in the Army? Was it uh, just more recently? When did you say, you know what? it, I got the goods. I know what I want to do. I want to be a published author.
1: Uh, five years ago, I, was, uh, I had shoulder surgery uh, on my right shoulder. And I was laid up. And I have always liked to read. And so I was reading two, two three books a day kind of thing getting right into it, enjoying it. And then I picked up a book. I, I had weeks and I had almost two months off to recover. So I was reading quite a bit and I picked up a book and I can't uh, recall the author or the title right now, uh, officially. And, uh, it was, it was one of those did not finish. I, I, I was disgusted. I put it down and I said, you know what? That is horrible. <laughs> and I go, that's, that's, and this is a big author. So I'm like, okay, I could write a better book than that and uh i had about another seven weeks off so i did i uh so i i switched gears and i I just started writing a story and uh while i uh drew upon my military background uh my first novel on the far side there uh serve in the shadows recruitment and uh, but uh, a a guy from the 75th ranger unit he is uh his brother passed away and, uh, he could still see him. His brother was a CIA operative, uh, and Kirk died during a mission and, uh, he could still see and talk to his brother as a ghost. That was my twist. I'm not going to write a Brad Thorne novel. I'm not going to write all that, uh, Mitch Rapp stuff. So, uh, I stuck with what I knew and I awesome. threw in a, a little twist there and, uh, and that, and that kicked me off and into my career.
0: So Serving the Shadows recruitment was the first one. And was that Correct. just something, <clears throat> was that um, was that uh, also, did you ever get involved in NaNoWriMo, by the way, just side note?
1: I did. Uh, I've tried it. Uh, the, it's, for those of you that don't know, that's where you write 50,000 words within the month of November. Yeah. And uh, a lot of, I've heard some, legal problems people are uploading their manuscripts to the official website to keep track of their word count and uh, acknowledge that you're participating and some people have had their work stolen or compromised or rewritten and worded so um uh, oh. yes i've participated uh, but i haven't really uh, uploaded uh, to make it official
0: but, well now that's that is i have never heard that david that's surprising and disturbing we won't go down that rabbit hole because i don't have the facts to back it up but uh, I,
1: I i can't back it up but i've heard it from three different people that i thought they were good sources so okay is yeah. it true i i don't know it's point, like politics you know, yeah I,
0: point being uh what i really want to drill down on is a lot of people go hey how can i kick start it And I think, I I think perhaps my first, what I would call serious book that I decided to dig into, not to make it about me, but to share something with you is that uh, along the way I went, you know what, if I could, if if I could shoehorn myself into a situation that would force me to stay uh, accountable, let me see, but I can do it. And I whipped one out in 30 days and I'll tell you what, I, I like the pressure Matter of fact, my very yeah, my very first um, military thriller, which is hilarious because I had nothing to do with the th- uh, military. Nobody in my family in the military. I don't. Right. I know how to shoot a gun. That's about it. Um, but I got it, caught up in this character. Ended up writing three book series each November in a row. Going well. Let me see. How I can do that lot again. So <laughs> perfect. Yeah. My point being, I think it's great discipline. I really wanted to get to the word of discipline, and that's what you. I bet you have found out. All right, let's mm-hmm. let's roll down here a second. So you've written uh, "Serve in the Shadows" recruitment. You mentioned that very first one, "Tipping Point," which the Noah Hunter police procedural. Grave right. choices, which became the second in the series. That's the one that you sent to me, and I haven't, sorry, gotten around to reading it. Then you oh, got cool. the um, thriller novella uh, "Grim Measures," which sounds spookily fabulous, and then of yeah. course "Edge of uh, Time," which is releasing this weekend. So. Dude, that right there, that is what I call a body of work already. Now that probably to you and somewhere in your head, probably a little bit of practice, right? But you're feeling more confident with every book, aren't you?
1: Uh, uh, for sure, yeah. Um, I'm currently working on book four in the Noah Hunter series. Uh, book three, which kind of skipped right there, is called A uh, uh, Course of Action. And that snuck out last April, end of or May, I can't remember, last year, a year ago. And I'm working on book four. Uh, however, I've run into a couple problems. But being uh, basically, I deleted sixty thousand words on purpose, and then uh, it, I wasn't feeling it. I didn't like the the, the character was acting like a special ops uh, spy, <laughs> and not a police officer. And while I, I've kept some of that material because it's really good writing, uh, I'm start I'm, I, I'm going back to. Uh, the turning point there and, uh, I'm redoing that. So,
0: all right. So wait a minute. You, you told me I missed one, which I, I gotta, I gotta beat myself up a little bit. It's not on your website though. We don't have to take the time to do that, but I'm looking at your books page right now and I do not see it. My friend that has got me startled.
1: You're right. I'm a, i am I think I deleted that to put on uh, edge of time. Mm. Oh my gosh. My Mm. apologies.
0: No, that's okay. I just wanted to be uh, sure I wasn't doing some nope, screw nope. up. All right.
1: Uh, well, now I know what I'm doing after this interview.
0: Okay. <laughs> hey, dude, I'm here to protect and to serve. Okay.
1: <laughs> so yeah, um, the whole, there's that theory that you have to write a million words before you become competent enough to be taken seriously by <laughs> a, the big hitters or, uh, or the public as a whole. So a million words uh, for the average novel of 100,000 words. So that's 10 books. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I've written more than that. Um, I've got a few of them in the back pocket, just basically doing nothing. And uh, uh, But it, now it's time to, to put some of them out like I just have been doing.
0: All right. Well, this is going to jump me into my next question, because which of these were these all? how many of these were self-published and which were or are being handled by your agent at uh, Imagine Media Group? literary agency
1: right now, these were all self-published, okay. uh, all of them, including my novella, uh, the novella was a, a test, a 30,000 word test. I, I had to get it, get it up and out and I found it successful. Uh, I've gone, I've, I've gone the gauntlet with edge of time. Uh, I've queried over 150 agents with it before I finally landed, a. Uh, my current agent and, uh, uh, and it's gone through so many revisions. I started with Ryan Steck, uh, me and him worked on that novel for over a year Wow! and, uh, we, we gave it some legs and, uh, even through him and his contacts, uh, I've, I've, I've constantly heard and up to and including last week, uh, great story, great writing, great premise. It's just not for me
0: and so, you know what you can't uh, ryan Steck, by the way of the real book spy right correct yes got it all right so you 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 don't let that in you don't let that uh, take the wind out of your sails david I, I i gotta know that about you you're just like okay it doesn't fit you moving on because what's the old axiom every yes every no gets you closer to a yes correct
1: correct right yeah so. everybody's in this industry <laughs> you, you have to develop thick skin yeah and uh, they're coming at you, uh, meaning this, this just isn't for when, when somebody tells you great story, great writing. I really enjoyed it. You had the pace, correct. Uh, everything checked all the boxes all the way through. It's just not for me. You'll find somebody else and you're sitting there and you're like, maybe this is for you. Come on. Like, this is what's wrong then. What's, what's wrong with the story? Why aren't you, uh... so, and then after a certain point, you're like, it's time to move on let's it's in the past and let's let's uh, put it up and out and see where let's focus on the next novel
0: how much time have you spent around agents and before anyone in the audience gets ready to throw something at me be careful but have you spent a lot of time around agents no okay there's uh there's a little thing that you might want to know and i again it's just part of the business. It's like nobody wants to be like, okay, I'm going to take it this way. I was in Hollywood, three tours of duty. And in Hollywood, nobody wants to be the bad guy. Nobody wants to say no in case you go boom, boom later and blow up and they go, oh, I was the guy that said no. So they'll always often, more often than not, perhaps, can I waffle any more about that? <laughs> say, um... Oh, man, it's so good. Yeah, 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 it's right on point, solid, but not for me. So that way they can walk away a good guy feeling good about themselves. Now, they didn't—they—they they haven't helped you any, per se, mm-hmm. but you just have to take that and walk away and go, that's okay, that's all right, it wasn't good for Bob or Frank or Sally or whomever, but maybe the next one, and you just keep going, and you just keep refining, right? My best you piece of it. advice there, yeah.
1: Well, um, somebody had dropped th- this novel, Edge of Time. Mm-hmm. Um Four weeks ago, they dropped the first four chapters on uh, Tom Colgan's desk and blew my mind. Cause Tom emailed me on a random Sunday afternoon, four weeks ago, long after I've planned on self-publishing this novel and getting it out. And he asked for the full manuscript. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Colgan? Mom. Yeah. He, Tom Editor wanted, to the stars. He wanted the full manuscript. Wow. So, uh, him and a team of people read the story and, uh, he says they, they, uh, they passed. However, uh, it took them, took them, him and the team a while to decide, um, uh, because he liked my writing and he thought my voice was quite engaging and I know how to move a story along. So, uh, you know, I, I take that as a win, a uh, solid, huge win. Um, I just can't. Yeah. Uh, thank, thank you, Tom, for even considering like, yeah. it's just like. I got nominated. It's an honor. It, this yeah. really was. Yeah. So uh, I know how I know how busy Tom is, and I appreciate uh, his time. It's very valuable. So.
0: Uh, that's rarefied air, sir. I mean, the fact that you even got allowed into the room and you took a seat for even five minutes is rarefied air. And you should pat yourself on the back because I know a lot of people who would be banging on the door, camping outside the door, hoping to get in. So good for you. Well,
1: as long as my foot was in the door, I kind of said, well, I, I let him know that, you know, this, this novel might not be for him. And I go, but I just, I just finished one. Uh, it's called Signs of Anubis. I just finished it uh, in second week of March and it just got back from the editors and I just finished putting some polish on it and I'm going, well, uh, my agent's now pitching this to publishers and I go, if you want, here's first crack at it. I just attached it to the email and I sent it back to him. So maybe maybe something will happen uh, with that. Maybe not, but we'll
0: see. All right. Well, before we run out of time, because we're all uh, tight on time today, let's talk about Edge of Time. Do this for me so that I don't give it away. Uh, It's a riveting read. It pulls you in. It doesn't let go like great books do. Tell me about, because I'll tell you, this guy right here, oh yeah, Bradley Holman, man. Tell me about Bradley. Don't have to, do not go into really, don't give me, oh, he bought these shoes at this one store back in the day. No, give me the elevator pitch <laughs> so that the listeners who are, are thinking about tuning out and reaching for that dial, they may go, oh, uh, there's a radio tune, a uh, radio term in it. Uh, well, they'll go, wait a minute, maybe I should take a look at this book. It's dropping this weekend. Tell, talk to me.
1: Okay. Well, the whole premise is uh, FBI agent Brad Holman. He's working with a farmer from the 1700s to uh, stop a black hole from destroying the planet. And there's your pitch. And uh, it all starts with uh, the impossible break-in at Fort Knox. How was this achieved? And Brad Holman's the number one lead investigator with the FBI. He's a rising star. And the president brings him in with the director of the FBI for this hush-hush investigation. And it takes off from there.
0: How much time did you spend inside Fort Knox researching it?
1: <laughs> you would be super- First, YouTube is a wonderful resource because, uh, since nine 11, there's no more tours of Fort Knox. Right. So, um, but you can, uh, download, you can see the plans for it. You can see the floor wow. plans. There's people, there's old videos of people giving the tour up, in, right in through the vault. Uh, every, everything I wrote in there is factual, including, you know, the weight of the doors, the second vault door. Um, the alarm systems that are built into the the ground surrounding Fort Knox.
0: Yeah. I would have sworn you had been there. I mean, come on. So everything's true.
1: So, um, uh, like I did throughout the whole entire novel, if I'm, I have, I researched it and, and if I didn't know it, I made calls, uh, for example, the, the particle accelerator at this university at British Columbia, I, well, three years ago I made a lot of calls to British Columbia. I talked to the staff there. I talked, uh, emailed back and forth, getting some, uh, making sure some of the facts were correct and, uh, about, and I studied, uh, diagrams of particle accelerators, which is just, you know, I was the guy that had problems learning in school and, uh, the army taught me how to learn. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. So now I'm, uh, uh, studying quantum physics on my own to make a novel.
0: Oh my god. Okay. All right. Can you bear with me one quick second? It's over here on the floor. All I right. All right. Don't move. Don't move. You're not going anywhere. All right. Where did I put it? It's on the floor. Here it is. I got it. I'm coming back. Here I come. Here I am. All right. I am like you a quantum physics nut. There is so much to the universe that we don't know or we know a tad bit about. Mm-hmm. So I went out and bought when I saw this, New York Times bestseller. Again, sorry to interrupt your book, pitch. <laughs> but if you haven't seen if you haven't seen this, Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about astrophysics for people in a hurry. Do you know why this is good? Notice the size of it. It's like little, it's like little snacks. You oh, just there you, go. you know. It's just snack bites and, uh, between the galaxies, black holes, quantum physics, cosmos on the table, dark energy, dark matter, David, you owe it to yourself again. I get nothing for that, but
1: I've researched the heck out of that guy. Uh, and he's pretty smart. He knows things. I don't
0: pretty smart. That's like saying the sun is pretty hot.
1: (laughs) It is. So, uh, I incorporated a lot of his theories of time, relativity, uh, for example, a quantum bounce, what is a quantum bounce? Well, that's when a black hole is plugged up and then redirects matter and energy outward and then possibility of forming a white hole, not a black hole. So yeah, like, so I studied all of this and I yeah. incorporated a lot of it into the, into the novel. I've tried, uh, getting a hold of, uh, Mr. Mr. Neil, but, uh, yeah to thank him but uh no it didn't go
0: through all right here's a here's a quick thing as we start to wrap it up i want to know this because you have two books in the noah hunter series so now you got brad holman coming along so is your instinct are you feeling more like well i got two in the pocket uh why don't i keep going noah or are uh, are you going to branch off for brad are you going to go with time i'll just do them parallel
1: uh, I am doing in parallel and, but for years, I, uh, edge of time was going to be a standalone novel and that's the way it was And until about a year ago, I had an idea for book two. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so I've already, I, I'm a third of the way through book two and it's incredibly heavy on research, uh, getting, making sure, uh, the historical timelines accurate. So, uh, I'm hoping to get that done within the year.
0: Okay. Quick question, because I I follow you on social media, as you know, as I mentioned earlier, and especially on Twitter, you're, you're a really good um, marketing guy. Now, I don't know if you have a team behind you, or you have an assistant, or you do it all your own, but... You drip feed the streams with a little bit about your books and I wanted to know give me an inside secret so I know how to do it are you is your key consistency is your key uh breaking up the pattern of the media that you put out uh how does it work for you
1: Uh a lot of it well I'm the team
0: so okay. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, yeah it's nice to meet you yeah. and uh <laughs> My uh, graphics design, I took graphics design in college. So I have a little bit of a background with that. When I showed it up, I I was quite good of a student and I, uh, did, I knew how to research certain things like uh, the best day to release a book is on a Tuesday. Uh, that's why you'll see this constantly throughout all the big names. It's a Tuesday. Yeah. And if you can nail Tuesday at the end of the month, uh, that's great because your sales will bridge the month and automatically. So for April 25th is when edge of time comes out. It's on a Tuesday. Uh, the end of the month will keep your sales for the algorithms properly, uh, stacked. So make you more visible to the potential buyer. And I, there's a, there's a level of super saturating the the social media with, um, uh, pictures and plugs all the time. If you do this two, three times a day, no one's, they're just going to scroll by, but if you do it maybe once or twice a week and then, instead of replying right away to say a Twitter post reply in three days, then you get uh, more of a staggered effect. So it's, it's sort of still there in the background. People are still seeing it or posting about it, but you're not super saturating and that's,
0: that's your trick. Okay, cool. By the way, I don't know where I p- – I may have said earlier – I did say earlier in the show that it was this weekend. My brain was thinking 23, but then I'm like, well, 23 isn't oh. on a Tuesday. I know he's going to drop it on a Tuesday. So when you said 25th, I want to make sure I apologize that I no, – Oh no, no problem. Okay, so Tuesday the 25th. So right. th- I'm going to drop this show tomorrow, which is going to kick off the weekend. So hopefully this show will give you a little momentum into the weekend.
1: Oh perfect. Uh, yeah, if you're, if you're interested in pre-orders, you can pre-order the ebook anywhere from Amazon, Barnes and Noble chapters, Indigo, um, Apple books. Uh, and then the, you can order the paperback copy on Tuesday from any any vendor anywhere.
0: That's awesome. All right. We, as you know, you listen to the show. What's the very last thing I do with every person on here. And I'm not talking about rapid fire questions. We're not going to do that today, but what's, what's the one thing I always ask? best piece of writing advice.
1: Well, I was, I've been thinking about that. And for me, the best piece of writing advice is this works for me, not for everybody. I got to remain consistent. I write 2000 words a day. I'll write a little bit in the morning and I'll write a little bit at night, but it has to be every single day. If not, you'll find excuses to put it off and you'll never get it done. Oh, I'm just going to sleep in it Saturday. Nope. My alarm goes off at 5 o'clock, and I'm downstairs making coffee, 5.05. I'm typing at 5.15. Uh, it might not be the best work, but I you can't fix nothing. So you, you write something.
0: Dude, that is so solid. And something I did not tell you, I stepped into this booth behind me earlier this morning before you and I came on, and what I recorded is going to launch this This episode because it was uh, every once in a while I get this thing in my head. I mean, my podcast is always about talking to you and promoting your book and making the whole thing about you. But I realized this morning as I get up real early like you, either 4 either 5 o'clock, and I'm like, you know what? Some things were rolling around in my head. I'm like, I'm going to start sharing more of what's inside my head on the podcast instead of just always being about books. Because I said, you know, maybe people want to know kind of how the soup is made. So... And I wasn't sure I was going to do it, but now sure I am, because you've just said about three things that I mentioned in this little, I'm going to call it a, you could call it a tirade, it's uh, off the cuff, whatever it is. It's about 11 minutes, so it's going to kick off this show. Perfect. And it's and it's just something that kind of came to me when I was reading Don Winslow's new book, City of Dreams. Ah, nice. Which is just friggin' rock solid. So... I'd say all that to say, you're doing exactly what I'm talking about. You want to be a writer? You got to put your ass in the chair. You got to put your fingertips on the mm-hmm. keyboards. You got to put in the time. I don't want to feel like it. Well, maybe you want to feel like it. Maybe you want to feel like some success, so maybe you should get your butt moving.
1: Well, you know that saying, if you aim for nothing,
0: you'll hit it every you're time. Gonna,
1: you're <laughs> going to hit nothing, right? Your father's quote. Yeah. So, uh you know, I, I never knew my father, but we had Wayne Gretzky, and uh, he says he said, "You'll miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take."
0: Yeah, dude, thank you for remembering that. that was so awesome. My dad, he uh, left me uh, with a couple of gems. Yeah, perfect. Well. DavidDarlingBooks.com is where you can learn more about the edge of time and all his other good books. And David, I am so glad we finally carved out the time. My apologies for it taking so long, but man, it has been a freight train. Like the train was coming. I grabbed onto the bar and it kept going and I I'm just making up. <laughs> it's
1: all good. Well, thank you very much for having me and all the best to uh, Tammy and yourself for for everything that you've been putting out on this show, uh, as a viewer and, uh, a, a friend of the show, I, I, I appreciate it.
0: Well, I, I. I thank you for that. I'm humbled by that. And I, you know, you're always, you're one of the few people that get onto YouTube, which is now the Thriller Zone branded and get on there and make a little comment when something really affects you. And I try to say this throughout the podcast, like either in the open or the close, hey folks, thanks for listening and drop us an email and swing by and subscribe. And sometimes I feel cheesy doing that, like I'm begging for something, but really, if it isn't, if it wasn't for people like you who took the time to do that and raised the algorithm if you will for youtube world and let people know more about it i'd be sitting in uh, like sitting in that booth talking to myself so thank you thank you (laughs) not a problem anyway so we're going to scoot off uh folks once again DavidDarlingBooks.com. david i'll see you on uh, social media this show will drop on friday thank you for your time your patience and uh, man i wish you the best you you got the you got tenacity to spare Thank you very much. Thanks once again to David Darling and his book, Edge of Time. Fun time. Always nice to see artists that are right there on the cusp, getting ready to break out. I love helping them in any way I can. Thanks, David, and good luck. Now, I would love to tell you who's going to be on next week's show, but that has not been completely confirmed yet. So you're going to have to just bear with me and know that you need to show back up for it. Also, thank you for your patience at the beginning of the show, in case you hung around for that little soliloquy, tirade, uh, little chit chat I had at the beginning. Anyway, just some thoughts on my uh, top of my head. Thought you might enjoy. Either way, I am so grateful for you always being there, helping us to become one of the fastest growing podcasts in the world. We provide the front row seat to the best thriller, suspense mystery writers in the world, whether it's books, TV, movies, we love having them right here on the show. And I promise you this, as we roll into the next season, which will be five, coming up in July, into our second year, you ain't seen nothing yet. We're gonna broaden our base a little bit and meet people behind the scenes making the movies based upon the books that we read. Gonna be very exciting. One last thing, if you do me a favor, stop by thethrillerzone.com. That's our website. Take a, take a look around, drop us an email, put a little recording there on the red button on the right-hand side of the screen. You leave us a message, say hi. Or go to your favorite podcast channel, Apple, Google, you name them. You know the, who, who they are. Leave us a re- review. Leave us a review if you wouldn't mind. And of course, lastly, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash thethrillerzone great place to see the show in case you'd like to watch them. And if you just simply hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, bing, they'll let you know when the next episode is coming. It helps us to grow, helps YouTube know that people are paying attention. So we appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm David Temple, your host. I'll see you next time for another edition of The Thriller Zone.